Welcome to The Workplace, a podcast by Cal Chamber. I'm Erica Frank, Cal Chamber's General Counsel and Executive Vice President. And back on the podcast today is Jennifer Shaw of the Shaw Law Group. Welcome back, Jen. Thanks, Erica, for having me. Okay, so Jen, I know we've talked a ton about COVID. We've also talked about face coverings. And yes, I want to talk about it again, because this issue of do we wear a mask or not wear a mask continues to percolate not only in personal lives, but also in the workplace. And we layer that upon the Delta variant. We layer that upon a push for vaccinations. I mean, it's just this Pandora's box that gets bigger and bigger. So let's revisit face coverings. What can employers do? Can we still require face coverings in the workplace? Yes, we can. Absolutely. Just like we can require everyone to wash their hands before they return to the office or to the restaurant um, or the line after um, using the restroom, right? I, I mean, these are reasonable rules that you can require always subject to reasonable accommodation requests based on medical issues and disabilities and religious beliefs. Right, and so this is what we've been talking about for longer than any of us want to even look back and reflect on, but it is becoming more polarized as we're moving closer to our two-year anniversary of COVID-19 being in our lives. Now, many local health departments over the last, I wanna say maybe two months, so since maybe July when we started to see the Delta variant move into California, there were a few local health departments that passed their own mandated mask requirements. Yeah. Now those requirements took a little bit of a detour from the Cal OSHA's COVID-19 guidelines that had said, look, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask, assuming the employer has the proof. We won't go into details about what that looks like. But as these local ordinances started to come out, they're now actually saying, regardless of vaccination status, you wear a mask. Correct. Because basically there are breakthrough infections, right? And I got to admit, that term, I don't like that term because it makes it sound like something has gone wrong. But of course, when you have a vaccination, it's not going to be 100% effective. It can't be. So whatever you want to call them, even people who are vaccinated can get sick and it appears they can even spread the virus, much the same as the common cold or the regular flu that we've all had. So I think what many employers are doing is saying, look, I need my people to be working so that I can run my business. If that means I need to provide a mask to wear every day, I'm gonna do it. If that means I need to keep up my partitions, I'm gonna do that. You know, it's really a matter of how employers can still function and get this work done in a safe way um, for themselves, for their employees and for their business. That's exactly right. And the downside to requiring masks is you have grumpy employees who are tired of wearing masks. The upside of wearing masks is you control the spread of COVID-19. You keep your workplace happy, or excuse me, safe, and you allow production to continue. We've had enough interruption as we've moved through these last two years. Now, with that being said, Let's remind our employers as far as what that accommodation could look like. If an employee says, I'm over this, I'm not wearing a mask, and I have a doctor's note that says I can't wear a mask. Right. So the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to look at the doctor's note and say, all right, does the doctor's note establish that the individual cannot wear a mask? 
That's going to be real rare. It'll happen. Somebody might have emphysema, COPD, but even somebody who is hearing impaired who needs to look at, at somebody's lips, we can provide everybody masks with the see-through around the lips. There's that plastic film that they have. So there are ways to deal with all this. It's going to be rare for someone to say, I cannot wear a mask. And I think what people don't understand is, let's say I have a legitimate condition where I, I'm too claustrophobic. I can't wear a mask. I may not be able to work, right? My employer may say, if you can't wear a mask, you can't work here. And we're also focused on telework and remote work because that's what everybody's been doing or many of us have been doing since March of 2020. Um, but the truth is, Telework is not always going to be a reasonable accommodation. Many people can't perform their job, all of their essential functions at home. So even if they've been teleworking during the pandemic, if the employer decides, look, we want everybody in the office, we're done with this. People need to get out to our client sites. People need to be doing different things. They're allowed to do that. And so, you know, masking and testing are the best accommodations for when somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated. And I should be clear, cannot get vaccinated because of religion or disability. Just not wanting to get vaccinated doesn't get anybody anywhere. And as far as those uh, employers that are going to continue requiring face coverings in the workplace and, and maybe even periodic testing, is that something that the employer needs to pay the employee to participate in? So to go get the testing and to pay for the testing? Yes. It absolutely and then, is. And then also providing the face coverings. Correct. Now, somebody might say, I prefer to use my face covering. Well, if it's a gator, it's not going to meet the requirement. If it's a shield, it won't meet the requirement most of the time. So we're going to have to look at, look, you can provide your own if it meets all of the requirements. I think it's easier to say, here's your masks. When you need more, let me know. That's what I've done. I just order a bunch of masks and I send them to everybody you know, who works in our firm, please wear these. And if you don't want to wear them, you're not coming in. And I think as far as a best practice goes, that is really a, a best practice simply because, you know, I know we've all been there. Oh, shoot, I forgot my mask in the car or, oh, yep. shoot, I forgot to grab it as I was leaving the house today. And yep. I think we've become accustomed to having these masks available, even in retail settings. So definitely something that employers are going to want to consider and even continuing some employers are having requirements for, um, you know, guests that come onto the property to wear the face coverings. Well, and that's a really important idea, by the way, because you don't know where those other guests are going. You don't know what their employer's policies might be about vaccinations or social distancing or anything. So I have had a lot of clients who since the very beginning of COVID have said, you come on my property, you're going to wear a mask. That's the minimum that we're going to require you to do. And you know, Erica, I want to acknowledge that sometimes when employment lawyers talk about these issues, we're very black and white because the rule says what the rule says, the law says what the law says. I know that there are emotional feelings, you know, emotional sort of aspects of this process. And it's not that we're disregarding those, and it's not that most employers are disregarding them. It just is what it is. We have a, an international worldwide pandemic where millions of people have died. So employers have more obligations, 
more responsibilities and more freedom to impose these rules than they normally would. That's a really good point. And one that I know all of our listeners appreciate you acknowledging, this is tough stuff. And in some respects as employment lawyers, it's easier for us to say, this is just what the rule says. It's much harder to implement it and execute on what the rule says when you are dealing with such a polarized issue as well that we've seen transpire. So kudos to all of you that are out there in the trenches trying to comply and, and, and follow all these rules, but know that we're here to help you out. And one of the reasons why we wanted to bring this back on the podcast is just remind employers that face covering requirements are still permissible. Um, in some instances, they're required. And so definitely check to see if they're required. But and also, you know, don't lose sight that employers are frustrated just like, or excuse me, employees are frustrated just as much as any other person out there. But if we can all get together and agree that if we work collectively, eventually this will be over and we could go back to whatever our lives are gonna look like, you know, whether that means we're all coming back into the workplace, I don't know. That whole issue of remote versus hybrid versus back in in-person, it's, it's like a ping pong. The articles keep changing. <laughs> well, and one of the things, Erica, I know what you're saying about this will be over in terms of the drama of it. Yes. But Based on what I'm seeing and reading and hearing from all different political views and, and perspectives, this is the common cold. Like the virus really isn't going away from the perspective of having to deal with some of the, the effects. But the more we minimize the number of people who can pass it along, we might be able to go to a concert without wearing a mask, right? Yep. We, our kids might be able to go to school and see their classmates. Like to me, that's what we're aiming for. It's managing what is being thrown at us. And That's we're right. all getting there. We are all getting there. Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Well, I think that we've covered this enough. Some of our listeners might be going, oh my gosh, not again, face coverings. But yes, we want to just remind everybody out there and bring the issue because it's still out there. But anyway, thanks, Jen, for joining me today. Erica, thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for joining us on The Workplace. Please comment, share, and subscribe to Cal Chambers Podcast by visiting calchamber.com.